Yo guys, what's good, what's good, what's good? Welcome back to Beat Fires and we are on episode two, episode two. Now we are really getting into it. We're really about to have a have a good talk. I'm telling you guys, honestly, I hope you enjoyed the first episode. Yo, shout out to everyone who's been showing love on social media, even before these episodes like dropped and everything. Just a little clips and stuff and um the way you guys have been shouting back, the the likes, the comments and everything, the people in my DMs and everything. That was amazing. That was amazing. Genuinely just encouraged me so much because as you would know by now, it was a big step for me to even start this podcast. So the response has been amazing. And yeah, it's just, it's just encouraged me a lot. So guys, I'm super excited, like I say, to go on this journey. Honestly, it's it's, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Yo, from last episode, if something stood out to you, then let me know in the comments here and stuff like that. Or if you go back to the last video, make sure that you guys have subscribed to the channel so that you don't miss anything. I'm just going to have to pull up a little bit and be like, yo, I know I said that the podcast is going to be on Spotify and Apple Music. Yo, it's definitely going to be on there and just like run into a few problems. But I promise you, I promise you, this podcast, Beat Fires, Spotify, Apple Music, all of your favorite streaming platforms, it's coming. It's coming literally in a matter of weeks. But for now, we're up here on YouTube. Make sure that you guys are here every single Friday around six o'clock. That's when the episodes are going to be dropping. Yo, great knowledge, great conversation, great points, etc., etc. I love to hear what, um, how the episodes like affect you and impact you. So please, like I say, make sure you're down in the comments and just letting us know how it's going, how it's impacting you and how it's hitting you and everything. But y'all, like I say, today's episode, yeah, is about to, yeah, it's about to be fire. I'm really, I'm I'm about to come into your house, as they say. I'm really, really like, and I'm going to let you into mine. (laughs) I'm really going to let you into my heart, let you into some real stuff. We began talking about it on on last episode, um, but we're really about to open it up now. And, and really get into some stuff. So, what did we talk about last episode? So last episode, we were just talking about coming out of hiding. And that coming out of hiding is looking like coming up from out. Coming up from depression, coming out from anxiety and reclaiming our truest selves, reclaiming who we are, aside from all of the crap and trials and tests that we've been through, that that have really weighed down on us and everything like that. It's it's all about coming out of that. Why? Because that's what this whole podcast is about. It's about, uh, it's about sharing the stories of those tests and those trials that we've been through, those fires that we've had to pass through in the hopes of being able to drag somebody else out through the fire so that, you know, you have your life lessons. I have my life lessons. We can share them. We can all grow together. Hopefully that all made sense and everything, but that's the heart of the podcast. So you guys make sure you're sticking around, make sure you're sticking around. Also, make sure that you are following on social media. Just before I get into everything, I've been talking about social media. Make sure that you're following on social media. Make sure that you're following on the Beat Fires podcast. Um, that's on TikTok. That's on Instagram. Come and get us. Come follow. Come come pattern up. Yo, let's let's go. Let's do this journey together. It's going to be amazing. But yo, getting into it. Make sure. Well, I say getting into it. I just want to say yo. Right now, you see me in this like little room, like this backdrop here and everything. Don't worry. 
We're starting real small. We're starting on the ground. I just want you guys to get my heart first. This is literally like a bit of a reintroduction to, to Nola and everything. So I don't want any craziness around me. I just want you guys to see me. Just let it be this and everything. But yo, we are going somewhere. Honestly, we're really, really growing somewhere. And we're growing somewhere. Did I just say that? That was cool. We're really growing somewhere. And we're growing into something. So we're just starting small. And you, my day ones, my fire starters. Yo, I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, So... So yeah, that's going to be us. That's going to be us. Right. Right. Do you know what? I just want to get straight into today's episode, if I'm honest. I just want to kick it right off. So today's episode, I want to talk about coming up out of disappointment. I really want to dive into disappointment because I feel like I know, I know, I know that disappointment has been one of those things that everyone goes through it touches everybody and if you've never been seriously disappointed in life yet you're I'm just telling you hold on to your hat it's coming (laughs) it's coming that's not a prophecy that's just it's just the way life works it's the way the cookie crumbles you know disappointment comes to everyone and I think I've had my fair share of disappointment (laughs) I've had my fair share of disappointment and so I want to come and share some of those experiences but also what I've learned about that because I feel like it's important to have a healthy relationship with disappointment. You have to have a healthy relationship. And what does that mean? Well, stick around and we'll find out what that means to have a healthy relationship with disappointment. Because like I say, it comes to everybody. But, yo, how do we start? So, disappointment, the way I see disappointment, I see disappointment like almost, or should I say, I see unprocessed, unmet disappointment as a rot it's literally like a rot that a damp that you get inside of your house you know and how the damp gets into the wood and it can start small but if you allow it to stay in those conditions and it festers and it begins to spread more and more and more and then all of a sudden give it time you touch the wood and it just falls apart it's brittle it's just like it stinks it's it's horrible it's just that's a rot I really think that that is what disappointment is in the heart's of people who have been disappointed and not dealt with those disappointments. And just like a rot, when it first happens, it's like, okay, or like an event happens and you get disappointed and it's just like, oh, okay, that that sucks, that sucks. And like, you can sink down and everything. And then you just, cause the emotion goes away, you can just kind of get on with it. But if you don't deal with that disappointment, like I say, it just begins to fester. And before you know it, you are so low, so down, so depressed, and you don't even realize why. Why? Because so much time has gone on and all of a sudden you're just like, ugh, I just don't feel like doing anything. I don't, something's different about me. Well, what is it? I would say that if you've been disappointed and haven't dealt with that disappointment, there's a rot on the inside of your heart. There's a saying, there's a saying which I love, which it says, hope deferred, makes the heart sick basically that means hope that hasn't been met disappoints the heart it can disappoint the heart and disappointment in a way is a sickness of the heart and stuff oh we're talking we're talking disappointment is a sickness of the heart and it needs to be cured yo i'm telling you i'm telling you okay this episode this episode let me let me let me back up so 
like I say, I've been through so many different different disappointments in life, but the biggest disappointment I ever went through was losing my son, Ocean. Yo, this is the first time I'm actually publicly going to come and speak about this thing and actually give it to you guys as it is. And I haven't got time to tell it all. I really, really don't because if I start telling everything and the whole story from beginning to end, then y'all were all here until kingdom come. So I'm just going to come and hit the highlights and everything. But the biggest disappointment I ever suffered was losing my son, Ocean. And it was, it was a mad story. So many mad things happened. Um, but one of the biggest things that happened was the disappointment of my heart and the disappointment that entered into my heart that lasted, I would say, for like almost three and a bit years and stuff. It's, it's, this happened four years ago. It took me three and a half years, I would say, in order to actually come up from underneath that thing and be able to reclaim my life and move forward. So what happened? What happened? Let me give you guys a story, a little bit of the story, and then we're going to dive back into like moving forward and everything. So let's go back to January the 20th, 2020. Yeah, January the 20th. 2020 the story starts before that but that's that's this okay so january 20th 2020 my girlfriend at the time or should i know pack up my ex-girlfriend at the time <laughs> oh don't don't get that wrong my ex-girlfriend at the time um she is in hospital we've had a few ordeals we had a massive scare on december the 23rd so just before christmas uh, but that got dealt with but then we have another massive scare on January the 18th. Yeah, January the 18th and everything like that. So we're there in hospital. The doctors have done all of their business and everything. And the doctors have basically come and told us. So yeah, the doctors have basically come and told us what's about to happen. So at this time, my son Ocean, he is five months, five months. And the doctors say, or you got you doctors will know, but the doctors came and said at five months, there's not anything that we can do to try and save him. We don't intervene. Um, if you go into labor, we just have to allow it to happen. And if the baby survives outside of the womb, then we'll step in. But aside from that, we're not going to do anything to try and save the baby and everything. So that's the scene that we are in. I hope that paints the picture. So we're there in, we're there in hospital. I'm there. We have a few other people around us as well and it's not looking good. It's not looking good whatsoever. So, but you know, I'm a Christian and she's a Christian and it's just like, okay, let's pray. Let's, let's believe God in this moment. Let's like, let's just believe God and believe that actually our son is going to make it. Let's believe that in fact, God can even stop this whole labor because I believe God is a miracle working God. Let's, let's believe that God can even stop this labor and everything but January 20th comes around and she goes into a full-blown labor no stopping it and everything and we're like okay this is really really happening doctors come and say mm, we don't think that the baby's going to survive so please brace yourself and everything we're like okay gonna brace ourselves so we're in a we're in a doctor's room or in the hospital room, should I say, she's on the bed, she's in full-blown labor, I'm by her side, she's all gassed up, saying all sorts of things <laughs> and stuff. And boom, she, she pushes him out, he comes flying out and takes a breath and passes away. He literally, that's literally how I went, 
took a breath. I remember seeing like the, the waters came out. He comes flying out. Doctors catch him, takes a breath and he's gone and everything like that. And in that moment, that like literally that very moment, you're, I don't even know how to put that into words. There's, I don't even know how to put that into words. There's just a level of, there was just a weight, almost like a weight of nothingness in a way. Does that make sense? A weight of nothingness. And when I say a weight of nothingness, I think it was just like maybe, I don't know if I zoned out and she zoned out, but it was almost like, okay, all there was in this moment after all that commotion was just myself and her and seeing our baby over there with the doctors, they're all gathered around and just what's happening. They bring him back over and just like, yeah, he's, it's just like a lifeless body. And when I tell you like a lifeless body, like I'm not sure if you guys have seen this, sorry, trigger warning, massive trigger warning. Should have said that at the beginning. I'm going to put up like a little trigger warning sign, but like literally the size of here, that's, that's his size. Maybe I'm even exaggerating. I don't know, but that was his size. All I know is that his head literally fit into my hand like that. So his head fit into my hand like that. And I remember holding him because they're giving the baby over to him. Um, and just being so like broken in that moment. And then like, I was really believing that you would survive. I was really believing that against the odds, you would be able to, to overcome this and stuff like that. And that life would be good to you. And, and, and it just didn't happen that way. It was, it was crazy. It just didn't happen that way. And so she's over there and she's crying. My ex-girlfriend, she's over there and she's crying. And then she has like her auntie and um, a colleague of mine is also in the room. And everyone's just kind of like silent, sad and just making sure they're comforting us and everything. But I remember being in that moment and holding, holding my son and being like, God is still good. That was literally the words that came out of my mouth. It was just like, God is still good. God is still good. And, I, and for that, I think I was telling my heart that God is still good. Now I'll come back to that later on. I'll come back to that later on. But that was the experience is in like the very moment of me losing my son and losing Ocean and stuff. Now, afterwards they have to do like the aftercare on 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 her, on my ex-girlfriend, almost said the name, almost had to do the aftercare on her and stuff and so they're where they're also there for like a few more days because they need to make sure that her she's recovering and and that she's all right and everything like that and I'm doing all I can really running around and um, making sure that there's food and making sure that she's well taken care of etc etc so uh, and then after that as well a few times after that we then do have like a whole funeral and a whole burial and stuff like that because I believe in honoring I wanted to honor my son and stuff like that that even though life was incredibly short, like a breath long, even though life was a breath long, it was just like it was still life. And therefore it was like, okay, I want to honor that and stuff. And she wanted to honor that as well. And it was about serving her, serving him and making sure that, that we could do that. So, so then, yeah, um, that all happens and everything. We do the burial. And after that, then everyone kind of goes away. 
Now I'll come into back to this story so many times. So you guys will get so many different perspectives and so many different events of this story, but we do the burial, everything happens. And then everyone kind of just like goes away and everyone crowds around my ex-girlfriend. And then it's just myself. That's a whole different video as a man going through miscarriage and loss or stillbirth, whatever it is. That's a whole different story. But that was mad. That was mad because it felt like I've given my whole self to this situation, which at first, no, I didn't want, but I accepted and I accepted, okay, this was the situation in terms of, okay, I'm going to have a baby with someone I didn't necessarily want to have a baby with, um, but I'm here and I'm showing up and everything. Now that he's gone, as in like the baby isn't there and everything, it's just like, okay, everyone's the, the care is all for her which is rightfully so don't get me wrong she needs that care she's just carried a baby and had to birth a baby and lost a baby like physically lost the baby and stuff like that so all of that care is necessary but it felt like at the same point in time yo your boy your boy is also suffering your boy's also lost a piece of himself and a part of himself so that situation i didn't realize though it took me so much, so long, so, so, so much time to realize that that situation had so disappointed my heart, so disappointed me. And that weight of nothingness, which I felt in the, in, in the hospital room was disappointment entering into my heart. It was because, okay, let's think, let's talk about disappointment. Disappointment is when you, when you have that and when you've been disappointed, but when you, when you've been disappointed and then you are disappointed, which are two different things. To be disappointed and then is in like, yeah, to be disappointed in a moment and then to live disappointed is two very different things. And to live disappointed is deeper. So when disappointment entered my heart and then I became disappointed, well, what happened? You could get that loss of feeling, loss of emotion, loss of joy. Um, you don't want to do nothing. And it kind of looks a lot like depression and the onsets of depression, but it's it's yeah, I would say it's the onset of depression and maybe for, for in some cases, the root of depression and everything. And and all of that began to enter into, into me and everything. And as time went on, you began to see that. You, like, you really began to see that disappointment, as I say at the beginning, fester and grow and permeate into my life and into the workings of my life. It it affected my job at the time and then the jobs I would go on to get. It affected my relationships and friendships with people. There was just, I just didn't want to show up. I didn't want, no, I didn't want to show up, but I did want people to show up for me and everything like that because I couldn't show up. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> so it affected my relationships. It affected my desire. It affected my desire. And when I say it affected my desire, I mean ambition and my drive and my focus. All of those sorts of things just became, I wouldn't even say secondary, they just became non-existent. And, and, and that's for life and everything like that. All of these sorts of things happened as a result of the disappointment. And I know even right now that for some of you, you may not have lost a baby, but you've suffered disappointment and it has all of the same lookings. It has all of the same workings. And everything I just said resonates with you so much. And again, I was come, I'm going to come and say that probably there's a disappointment on the inside of your heart that you need to go back to and reconcile.
So I said that this thing like got worse and festered. Well, how? Remember I, I said um, in the last episode, I was talking about how, you know, lost, lost community and everything. Now, I think when someone is disappointed and when someone goes through disappointment, it's so important to have people that love you and love them. Oops, sorry. Gather around and pull them up out of the disappointment or wash disappointment out of their out of their heart. Just like a, you'd call in a handyman to get rid of all of the rot and all of the damp and stuff. You need someone to come in and pull that up if you don't have the strength to do that for yourself. And on in 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 life changing moments like losing a child or anything else, massive loss, you often need somebody. And the thing is, I'm not going to lie to you, for a large part and for a large time, I didn't have someone to come and pull me up and pull me out. Don't get me wrong. There were people around, but I didn't have, I didn't have a community to gather around myself and pull me up and pull me out. I didn't have a community to love on me and to say, Do you know what, this is a really difficult and hard moment right now. Um, but it's not going to last forever. I didn't have that. Actually, the church that I was a part of pushed me out and ostracized me and was just like, no, you can't come here anymore. We can't have you here and stuff like that. What you've done and how the situation looks doesn't, doesn't reconcile with us and everything. So where I needed that love, where I needed that care and that love that covers a multitude of things, it wasn't there and stuff. And so all I was left with was this disappointment. And at the time, though I had said God was good, this disappointment had grown so big on the inside of my heart so quickly that I couldn't see God in the situation anymore. I couldn't feel God in the situation anymore. And in people's attempts to, to make the situation better, it was, well, maybe God took him away from you or maybe this was that, maybe it was that and everything. That will make it no better. <laughs> that doesn't make nothing better. That made it harder because you're just like, okay, then how do I turn to a God who would take away my child? How do I turn, how do, how do I turn to him and talk to him about this disappointment and that's been left there and everything like that? And that was my thinking back then and that, that's just where I was. And disappointment was then met with anger and anger was then met with bitterness and bitterness was then met with, with rage and everything so it's just like okay all of that then that's what I'm talking about the festering it just gets worse and worse and worse and uglier and uglier and uglier and underneath all of that is me it attached itself to me and I felt like that was me but underneath all of that was me and stuff like that and so I was under this weight of disappointment for the past three and a half years and stuff but how did I come and get up out of it, huh? How was that? Because you're, that is not the same person that you're talking to now and everything like that. And it doesn't look like I'm disappointed now. Don't get me wrong. I still feel um, the hurt of not having a child. I still feel the hurt of not having a child. Let me tell you something just before I move on. I don't know if you know what, what a bittersweet feeling is. I really don't know if you know that. But for a period of time, even sometimes now, I still feel it if I'm honest with you. The, the bittersweet feeling of, of, of the situation. What do I mean? I have a wealth of nieces and nephews. Like, praise God, I have a wealth of nieces and nephews and they're all beautiful, each and every one of them, um, with their own different personalities and ways of doing things and stuff like that. And my family is so blessed. 
But every time, I'm not going to lie to you, every single time I am with my nieces and nephews, there's a bit of sweet feeling of, I love the fact that you are here. I love the fact that you are growing and that you are healthy and that we can enjoy your life. And at the same point in time, I feel the weight of Ocean not being here. I feel the weight of, of my child not having made it through and my child not being a part of this experience and this moment and everything. And that is what it is. That is a bittersweet feeling. That is what I mean by bittersweet and everything like that. And I feel it less. I feel it less than I, than I did back then. I mean, there was a period of time where I just like, I couldn't hold a child. I couldn't, or no, I couldn't hold male children I couldn't hold boys I couldn't hold boys and everything just because it was so close to home it was just so so raw for me um and everything but then as time went on I began to come up out of that but that's a bittersweet feeling and 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 it was mad it was crazy it was crazy um don't know why I said that just saying that as a caveat really but yeah I know what it is to feel a bittersweet feeling and everything and um, I think in those moments, what I've learned in a bittersweet moment is that you have to, you have to make those moments of of joy and the sweetness in it so much bigger than the bitterness of the moment. And I'm and I'm I phrase it like that on purpose. You have to make the sweetness bigger. You have to, and everything. Um, otherwise, you know, if you make the bitter part bigger than a sweet part then things can get all crazy and wild and stuff and you end up in spots and places and in perspectives that you just don't really need to need to be in and everything whoa this is a heavy episode <laughs> this is a heavy episode okay okay so let's switch let's switch let's switch because disappointment right the thing is like I said, we have to have a healthy relationship with disappointment. So what do I mean when I'm talking about a healthy relationship with disappointment? We can go through things and have events and situations and never make it through those events and situations. What do I mean? I mean that we go through and we get disappointed and then we just stay disappointed and we say, okay, well, I wish this thing just never happened to me. And that's all we're stuck with. I just wish this never happened to me. I just wish this never happened to me. And I've spoken to countless people over the years and and you can hear that in their conversation that the, they didn't go through the situation. It's almost like the situation went through them and stayed in them. It stayed in them. It went through them and it stayed in them. And instead of making them, it broke them and everything. And now they've lived their life broken according to this situation and they're no more a product of the situation than anything else. They're just, that's just who they are. Well, that ain't right. That can't be what it is because again, like I say in the past episode and what this whole podcast is about is that life is for living and us reclaiming our lives. And yes, we go through different things, but those things can teach us and make us. They don't have to be who we are because we're called and we're created. We're made for so much more. We're made for so much more and everything. Oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. So then it comes a question of, I ask you, I'm asking you, what is the purpose of disappointment? What is the purpose of your disappointment? And you can be like, well, what do you mean what's the purpose of disappointment? Well, we, we as human beings, we attach meanings to everything. We, we literally, we do that. We attach the meaning of a situation. We, we, we go for a situation and we attach our meaning to it. We attach our perspective to it. That's why 
you can have a perspective of a situation and somebody else can have a perspective of the same situation. Two of you can go through the same situation and come out with different lessons and come out with different perspectives and come out with different, yeah, just different. <laughs> you can come out different from one another. Why is that? Well, through my life experiences and through the knowledge that I've gained and through my nurturing and all sorts of different things, I can attach this meaning to it. And for somebody else, they can attach that meaning to it. And in conversation, we can exchange and that's where we get help and everything like that. But we can exchange perspectives. But we all, are, every single day, we are attaching meanings to things. So then it comes to disappointment. Well, what is the purpose of it? What is the, what is the meaning that we attach to disappointment? And I then ask you, are you glass or are you a tennis ball? And this is something I had to ask myself. It's just like, are you glass or are you a tennis ball? What do I mean? Well, if I have this cup now and I got my cup here, if I was to drop this on the ground, like we all know what's going to happen. It's going to shatter and stuff. However, if I had a tennis ball and I dropped it on the ground, it's going to come right back to me and it's going to bounce right back. We all get dropped in life. We all get dropped in life. But the question is, do you bounce back or do you shatter? That's literally it. Do you bounce back and do you shatter? And even if you shatter, don't get me wrong, even if you shatter, there can be purpose and there can be meaning in the shattering because I'm a firm believer there are some points in life and there are some situations in life that are meant to break you. They're meant to shape you and change you. They're not nice. They're not, well, they're not nice and we definitely don't welcome them with open arms, but there are just moments in life that come and they break you, they shatter you, they change you. But how they change you, again, determines is, is determined by the meaning and purpose you attach to said situation. Now, if you don't agree with me, don't kill me, don't shoot me and stuff like that, but that's just what I firmly, firmly believe. So, for myself... I had to decide in losing Ocean after, some, after a period of time, a long period of time, I had to determine that actually in losing Ocean, it was my make, it was my making. Losing him was fully my making. And actually from the situation of losing my son, the, this whole podcast and everything has been birthed years down the line. It's taken time, it's taken time, but this whole podcast has been birthed years down the line. The, the heart and the empathy that I have for people is, is on a different level now than it was before. Could I grow in empathy? Of course I can still grow in empathy. I mean, if you rub me the wrong way, um, sometimes you're gonna get bit. I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you. God help me, I need to grow. <laughs> I'm growing. But there, there's a level of empathy. There's a level of, of connectedness. There's a level of being touched and being on the ground um uh what am i saying approach being approachable there we go there's a level of, of, of approachability is that a word i don't know but it is now um there's a level of approachability that i have gained through going through that situation and everything like that i use that situation to make me even though it did definitely break me it broke me so then how did i do that how did i use it to make me well Here's the answer to my, what I believe is the answer to disappointment. The thing is, I think disappointment festers, or well, it enters into our heart and it can fester when we refuse to accept the situation, when we refuse to accept what's happened. Someone can go through something and it be so hard that their mind, their psyche, their heart, their brain just can't 
deal with it and it's just like I can't believe this happened to me I can't believe this happened to me I can't believe this happened to me how many people do you know say that I can't believe this happened to me and years can go on and they're still saying I can't believe it happened to me and and everything like that well what is that that's a voice of non-acceptance and actually it's almost like they're reliving and you can relive that situation over and over and over and over again even if it happened to you two weeks ago a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, I was reliving losing Ocean and that moment and that disappointment day in and day out for for a long time, for a long time. Why? Because I just couldn't reconcile within my faith, within my mind, how this happened. Remember I said that I was believing God as like, yeah, God, you're going to work a miracle and it didn't happen. And I'm just like, okay, but you're supposed to be a miracle working God and this Bible and this, this everything I've been taught and, and, and stuff tells me that you're supposed to have done something here and you didn't do it. It, doesn't, it didn't work. I couldn't accept the situation. I couldn't accept the loss. So then that, I had to come to a place where I was just, I breathed and I stopped and I was just like, do you know what? This happened to me. I did lose a child. I did lose a son and he's not here. And I had to stop. And I remember that. And I remember it took me some time and I had to do it a few times. But I remember stopping and being like, no, this is a real moment. It's a real situation. It's a real happening. There's no changing it. There's no going back. This really happened to you. And in that moment, in that time, that was me accepting it into my being. And accepting that, okay, I've gone through this now. And though I've gone through this, and though this is now a part of me, this doesn't have to make me. This doesn't have to, or when I say make me, as in like, this doesn't have to be, let me change, rephrase that so I'm not confusing people. What I'm saying is it doesn't have to be the thing that defines me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It doesn't have to be the thing that defines me. We can go through situations, we can go through moments, we can go through disappointments, but disappointment doesn't have to define us. The, the, the heavy moment doesn't have to stay upon us. We can pass through heavy moments. It takes community. It takes love. It takes a lot of people being like, you can make this. It's, it takes a lot of crying. It really, really does. It takes a lot of crying. And I've shed so many tears over this situation. But all of those tears were necessary. All of those tears were helping me process day by day, bit by bit, even when I didn't realise it and everything. Now, I think the situation could have been shorter if I did have people around me. Again, a different video. We'll get into that. Um, but it is what it is. It was what it was. So when I'm talking about acceptance, what do I mean? I mean acceptance on our heart level. Now we're coming into land. I mean acceptance on like the heart level. Because that's, remember the saying, hope deferred makes the what sick? Makes the heart sick. Makes the heart sick. So then acceptance has to happen on the heart level. Literally going back to our whole rot in the, in the wood analogy when you're dealing with rot, you don't go and tend to like the healthy part of the wood. You don't go around the rot. You go straight to the root of it in order to deal with the situation. Sometimes it means even cutting out the wood and stuff like that in order to 
in order to put in some new in and something fresh. You have to go to the heart of the situation. And for some of us, it means going back to that event, going back to that situation and finding a way. Can't tell you how exactly how you want to go and do it. We're all different or individuals, but finding a way to accept that moment, to accept that event. And even right now, you've been thinking about it, this whole video, that's the mad thing. If you're disappointed and you've got disappointment in your heart, you've been thinking about it, that, that moment, that event, that situation, what they did or didn't do, what they did or didn't say to you, this whole video, that's where you need to go back to. And it doesn't mean you have to go back to them because maybe you can't go back to them. It doesn't mean that you need to go and revisit the situation because, you know, let the past be the past. But in order to let the past be the past, you have to deal with the past now. And you have to let go of the past now. You have to use your present now. <laughs> yeah? Honestly, life doesn't stop at the disappointed moment. If that was all your life was supposed to be, you wouldn't, you wouldn't be here anymore. That would have happened and boom, that would be it. That's the end of your story. But that's not the end of your story. You have today, you've had so many days thereafter and each day is an opportunity, each day has been a moment for you to turn around and be like, okay, I'm going to deal with this disappointment. I'm actually going to move, I'm going to learn from this, whatever it's supposed to teach me and I'm going to move forward from this. This thing will not be the thing that defines me. And I want you guys, I'm just going to encourage you guys, just you need to, to make that decision for yourself now because then my question is, what does life look, I always love asking this question, what does life look like on the other side of disappointment, where you're no longer bound by it, where you're no longer limited by it, where you're no longer struggling with it on a day-to-day -day and it's in your mind and you're always constantly going over it, what does life look like on the other side? That, that's worth fighting for. Honestly, it's genuinely worth fighting for. So, you Hopefully that all makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. And I'm encouraging you guys to, to accept those things that you couldn't control. Those things which were just came at you. Those things which just knocked you left. Yes, it was hard. Yes, it was difficult. But your life and you, the truest you, is worth making it through that moment. It's worth making it through that moment. You're every great person, every single great person, that you can look to and every person that we look up to has gone through disappointment it's unavoidable it's unavoidable so then the, the last question i ask you is are you going to be great like will you let yourself be great because i think you're great i know i'm great i know i'm great i know i'm fantastic i'm always telling people i'm amazing i'm fantastic yo you don't make it through the things that i made it through and you're not great come on come on I'm great. Why? Because I chose to be. I choose to be. I don't mean great in terms of like you're famous and you've got all of these followers and stuff like that. I mean great just in the, in the person that you are. Not ev Again, not everyone makes it through. So are you going to be one of the ones who makes it through? What are you going to do? I was going to try rhyme, but never mind. Never mind. Never mind. <laughs> I'm not a rapper. I'm a singer. Um, but yeah, hopefully that makes sense. Yo... This whole story of losing my son, it's not going to be the last time that you hear about it. Um, I'm sure in one of these episodes in the reintroduction to Nola, because that's definitely what this is, I'm going to just really pull it all apart. But maybe I'll do that with a guest and everything. I definitely want to talk about it from a male perspective as well, just because child loss and losing a child is something that so many people go through, but not many men 
talk about it. Not many men talk about it from the male perspective. And so for myself, it's definitely one of those things which I just want to dive into from the male perspective and just lay it all out and be like, yo, no, this is something that we go through. And if you know someone who's gone through child loss, if you are someone who's gone through child loss, one, I would definitely love to talk with you. But if you know someone who's gone through child loss, then send this to them. Um, love on them, get around them, please. Yo, I know that grief is awkward. That's definitely another conversation. I know that grief is awkward. It really, really is. But it's also one of the most beautiful times that you can step into someone's life and be close to someone and it's scary and it's just like I don't know what to say don't know what to do yeah it's not about any of that it's just literally about showing up it's just about showing up but yo 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 that's the episode that's the episode I know it's been a bit of a heavy one but yo that's that's beat fires fires aren't easy people fires are not easy it's hot out here it's hot out here and stuff but we made it through, made it through, made it through. I cannot wait for you guys to see episode three. Some, I've got some real good guests coming up real soon in the next few weeks as well. It's going to be fantastic, honestly. Thank you guys for rocking with me. You, you can catch uh, all of the clips, all of the snippets on Beatfire's podcast. Get into the conversation as well. Get into the comments. I'm always there, like going back and forth with people. Um, make sure you're following up as well. And you guys, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Appreciate you. Make sure you like, share, comment, subscribe, done all of the things and stuff. And I'm gonna come and see you guys in episode three next time. Yo, light up. Let's go.